0: Animal's View podcast, and I'm your host, Lizanne Flynn. If you've been listening to this podcast, you might be wondering, well, when is she going to start talking about animals? Like, what do dolphins think? Can they feel emotions like we do? Why do why do elephants revisit the bones of other elephants? Can my dog really know what I'm thinking? Because honestly, all it seems like he wants to do is chase his tail and you know lick down there. The short answers in order are. Dolphins think everything. Can they feel emotions like we do? Absolutely, yes. Do elephants, why do elephants revisit the bones of other elephants? Because they're all related. And quite frankly, your dog knows you're jealous because you can't do some of the things he or she does. And your cat, well, to be honest, I'd have to change the podcast settings to explicit material. Just kidding. Cats, like all other species, are unique and totally, from my perspective, the bomb jiggity. And truly, these first podcasts are all about you and offering you tools to entice you to move from where you are, mostly human-centered land, into all-species-forever land. Animals don't have to be anything different, we do. Which is the biggest fallacy of all, according to them, that humans are on top of it all and know everything about everything. That makes them R-O-F-L-O-L so if you're feeling a bit impatient i invite you to take a breath and reconnect in a different way to who you are not what you are but who a cosmic being having a human experience relax enjoy the ride what i'm after here as are the animals is extending an ongoing invitation to you to return to the place where you are one with the animals so that you know yourself intimately as a cosmic being first, just as the animals know themselves. This is about deepening your knowledge of you. In this way, you'll begin to embody the energetic space of no separation between species, and you'll come to realize that it's a dance between all species, which always makes it about your partner, if you're going to avoid stumbling and stepping on their toes. You've got to drop the identification as a human being, because you're not. You're an Earthling, just like every other species on the planet. A humbling redenomination, to be sure, and an unnecessary one, believe me. You don't have to travel to Mars to be in a relationship with a sentient being of a different species. That's not only possible, but probable on Earth as we speak. All it takes is your willingness to see your life path through a different perspective on this planet. All the animals and I can do is open the door. We can't walk through it for you. We've already done that and are waiting on the other side of the door. What will you choose? I like to say to my clients that the animals sender switch of telepathic communication is always on while ours have shorts in the wiring, which means that we can only send our messages and receive their messages sporadically. Part of that has to do with their continual connection of the energy fields around them as defined by humans with tools like quantum physics and string theory where everything everywhere is connected to everything else. I do like to use science as one of the building blocks of the bridge to invite you to move from where you are to where the animals are. It seems to make humans feel more comfortable as science has largely defined our world for us and to be honest At the same time, I think it's reached the place where it must evolve in order to stay relevant, which of course is a topic for a future blog post The Evolution of Science Beyond Observation and Sterile Experimentation. We talked last podcast about having a bit of fun with energetic fields that all living beings have on Earth. I'd love any feedback you have on that. You can send an email to me at lazanflynn.com, the latter being my website. My Facebook, Twitter, and other social media are under my name. Lizanne was Flynn. This energy play definitely can take a bit of practice to sensitize your hands, to simply feel the energy, and with even more practice to the, allow the energy to speak to you. You might be thinking, What? Energy speaks? Well, of course it does. That is, it will, if you rewire your body to feel first and your brain to identify second. You might not realize it. Oftentimes the brain attempts to identify first before the body itself has a chance to analyze and interpret and then send what it knows to the brain to categorize. Body first is really the best way because the brain isn't great about identifying by itself. All of the senses need to get involved, yet humans are taught to use our concept of brain, we'll call it mind, first because we perceive the mind which really is just a concept in which we tend to get mightily lost to be all-powerful. Here's a news flash for you, it's not. It is simply incomplete without the powerful external and internal senses getting involved in the process. Remember those internal senses I mentioned? They match perfectly with the external senses Only they happen to be on the inside and tend to be more subtle than the external ones. Yet, they're no less valid and authentic when you experience them. Those goosebumps, the gut instinct, and the like that you definitely experience daily are all part of the inner senses waiting and wanting to communicate with you in some way. They are literally hardwired into your body. In the world of metaphysics, and I'll digress here just a bit into the zero difference between physics and metaphysics. Honestly, humans act as if one is way out there in left field and having nothing at all to do with physics, the science. The etymology of the word metaphysics yields that it's actually deeply connected to physics. Notice that there are only four letters separating that word from the word physics. By definition in Wikipedia, the use of the prefix was later extended to other contexts based on the understanding of metaphysics to mean "quote unquote, the science of what is beyond the physical." Merriam-Webster defines meta as "quote, more comprehensive, comma transcending and quote, usually used with the name of a discipline to designate a new but related discipline." designed to deal critically with the original one, end quote. And finally, the Urban Dictionary defines meta as meaning about the thing itself. It's seeing the thing from a higher perspective instead of from within the thing, again, where we get lost. I'll include these links in the podcast notes for this episode so you can choose the one that most resonates with you. In general, I think it's safe to say that physics and metaphysics are moving closer together the latter simply being science that hasn't been quote-unquote discovered tongue-in-cheek by humans. Although, of course, that doesn't mean every other species on the planet already gets it, because they do. So these inner senses in the world of metaphysics are clairvoyance, which is clear seeing, clairaudience, which is clear hearing, clairsentience, which is clear sensing, clairalliance, which is clear smelling, and clairgustance, which is clear tasting. And I'll add one more to the list, claircognizance, which is clear knowing, that we'll see in just a minute. It was modern dictionaries that defines claircognizance as intuition. Remember that intuitive muscle I mentioned in the previous podcast? These five senses are part of that intuitive muscle that is part of your nervous system, which in turn helps you to avoid danger and seek out pleasure on this planet because your body only wants you to stay healthy for as long as possible. Think of it as an organic machine, a term I borrowed from a smart family member. And not only that, but one of the most complex and amazing machines ever not designed by humans. It's that fabulous and, dare I say, bordering on magical. At least that's what the animals would say you likely may feel a bit of new physical sensation as your nervous system fires up different receptors or as some people like to say oh that's so weird or that's scary or quite frankly another not useful term remember you're connecting with parts of yourself that are meant to be switched on because your body has them don't be afraid to turn these suckers on nothing bad will happen no evil boogie creature will come and drag you away That's fear-mongering on the part of humans to keep you unturned on. At the very least, you'll learn quite a bit about how your body works with energy and move just a bit closer to understanding the world of animals. Some of you listening may already be nodding your heads and thinking, oh yeah, I can already feel the energy of people and places, and likely it will feel either good to you or not so good. Clersentience is one of the more prevalent inner senses. Some of us have one or two inner senses that have been turned on. Some of us have more than three. Think of them as languages of the intuitive muscle. It doesn't matter because we're all given what we need. And, you know, this isn't a competition. You are magnificently unique. And I invite you to stay just as you are. The clairvoyance and the clairaudience may speak for themselves. And you'll likely know if you've experienced that before. One of my first times was when I was a freshman in college and I was traveling with my roommate to see another friend in a town about an hour away from the dorm. As we were traveling towards the highway, I had a distinct visual image appear in my brain of a semi-truck jackknifed in front of the car heading onto the entrance ramp of the highway. In a flash, it disappeared internally only to reappear externally about a minute later. When the car I was in was on that entrance ramp, and there in front of us was a semi-truck blocking the ramp. One of the first times I experienced clairaudience was when I was having a particularly challenging time during a flare-up of the MS my body has, and inside my ear, like having a mini-speaker was there, because it wasn't a thought of mine, and it was definitely another voice, said, Listen to your body, and all will be well which is a rather sweeping statement to make, and I'll let you know how that works out. To be clear at this point, all of what you may receive via intuition is based on two things, your soul path and your life path. In other words, just because you have one or more languages in the intuitive muscle world does not mean that the lottery is yours every time it's drawn. This doesn't work that way. Intuition is also separate from instinct, which is a quality we more often associate with animals when we perceive that they're acting or reacting in a way that's somehow based on their biology and without thought. Our friend the dictionary yields this information about instinct, quote, a largely inheritable and unalterable tendency of an organism to make a complex and specific response to environmental stimuli without involving reason or b." behavior that is mediated by reactions below the conscious level. Examples of instinct might be a dog shaking themselves after a swim to get rid of the water on their bodies, a joey will crawl into its mother's pouch upon being born, sea turtle hatchlings will head toward the ocean after hatching. These are actions that aren't taught to these animals and are part of their biology. For humans, we have instincts such as crying as infants to bring our needs to the attention of our parents, independently moving, crawling, and then walking in order to become more mobile, and our slow, by comparison, maturation process to other species. Intuition now is a very different different creature. The dictionary defines it as, quote, understanding something immediately without the need for conscious reasoning. I would add the following. Intuition is information coming in from the field of energy around you and is intended to provide you with supportive information based on the highest and best good of your soul and life paths combined. It's complex and not complicated. That's a big, big difference. And it is a combination, I suppose, of both scientific and, for lack of a better word, energetic worlds. My apologies to both of these currently separated camps. I've come to the point that I don't perceive it's possible to continue to separate the two because understanding the fields of energy without also imbuing them with the depth of wisdom they hold means cutting off the best part of something from the other best part of something. It can't and shouldn't be done. Take a wheel, for example. It isn't a wheel unless it's whole, and it can't turn in a circle unless it is whole. If you cut it in half, it becomes a in my opinion somewhat questionable lawn garden ornament, right? And to be clear this isn't about what you believe it is about what you experience via the tool that is your physical form on earth, the body. So now that we've identified the intuitive muscle of the body I invite you to make sure it gets proper exercise just like you would with any other muscle of the body. External tools of the body Think of them like a handle extension for a favorite wrench you might use for a particular job you need to do. For the body, these tools are things like applied kinesiology, which is more commonly referred to as muscle testing, pendulums, and even oracle cards. The muscle testing is exactly the same as what your favorite chiropractor might use to determine what supplement or treatment you need based on how strong or how weak your resistance is to a certain thing. And as the body is over 80% water, it is an excellent conductor of all kinds of energy and electricity. The simplest and easiest ways are best, because that's what the animals would recommend, keeping the interpretation to a minimum. Although if you're already using things like tarot instead of one-message oracle cards, I'd say keep on doing whatever resonates with you, provided you don't become dependent upon them. These external tools of your body work within the field of energy generated by your being on earth, and the really great thing about them is they don't require your brain to be involved, which might sound like heresy as a human, but really, who of us hasn't found ourselves with the decision to make and try as we might to get our brain to noodle it out for us, we come up with nada, zilch, a big zero. I frankly don't think the brain really likes having that much responsibility and is much more comfortable working within the framework of the entire body itself, where it gathers information coming in from all parts and formulates the direction in which to go, all by what feels good to the body as a whole. During the next podcast, I'll share some of the easiest ways to begin using weightlifting tools specifically made for the intuitive muscle. You've been listening to the Animal's Eye View podcast. If you're liking what you're hearing so far in the podcast, you can just subscribe either uh, Spotify or on iTunes, and I would definitely love a positive review. I'm your host, Lizanne Flynn. See you next time.